Good morning for Wednesday, April 12, 2017. Audible presents the New York Times Audio Digest. Here's what's making news on the front page. White House accuses Russia of cover-up. Trump sees China in arbiter's role. And a U.S.-Russia reset screeches to a halt. In today's business headlines, the next test? A rush to write a rite of spring. The hidden cost in federal special education school vouchers, and border officers nearly double searches of electronic devices, U.S. says. In today's business headlines, dragged passenger triggers a crisis at United. Fate in peril, Toshiba puts crown jewel up for bids, and Canadian judge denies bail to alleged Yahoo hacker. There will be more business stories, more national and world news, a roundup from the sports page, and New York Times columnist Thomas Friedman. Now, as selected by the editors of the New York Times, here are the stories on today's front page. The top story, White House accuses Russia of cover-up. By Julie Hirschfeld Davis and Helene Cooper. The White House accused the Russian government on Tuesday of engaging in a cover-up of the chemical weapons attack in Syria last week, saying that United States intelligence had confirmed that the Assad regime used sarin gas on its own people. A four-page report drawn up by the National Security Council contains declassified United States intelligence on the attack and a rebuttal of Moscow's claim that insurgents were more likely to have unleashed the gas. The White House asserted that Damascus and Moscow had released false narratives. The document also urges international condemnation of Syria's use of chemical weapons and harshly criticizes Russia for shielding an ally that has used weapons of mass destruction. The release of the document at a White House briefing on Tuesday marked a striking shift by Trump, who entered office praising President Vladimir Putin of Russia. The accusations came as Rex Tillerson, the Secretary of State, was preparing for meetings in Moscow on Wednesday, and as Congress and the FBI are investigating potential ties between Trump's campaign and Russia. It's no question that Russia is isolated, said Sean Spicer, the White House press secretary. He said only Moscow and what he described as the failed states of Syria, North Korea, and Iran disputed Damascus's responsibility. This is not exactly a happy time cocktail party of people you want to be associated with, Spicer added. His choice of language in criticizing the Syrian government set off an intense backlash after he suggested that President Bashar al-Assad was worse than Hitler, without acknowledging that Hitler gassed his own people during the Holocaust. At the Kremlin on Tuesday, Putin spoke emphatically against the American accusations, saying he would request a formal examination by the United Nations and the international community and attempting to cast doubt on the Trump administration's conclusions. Trump on Tuesday defended the missile strikes after the chemical attack, even as he declared that United States' involvement in Syria would be limited. We're not going into Syria, Trump said in an interview with Fox News, what I did should have been done by the Obama administration a long time before I did it, and you would have had a much better, I think Syria would have been a lot better off right now than it has been. That was a stark reversal from his position in 2013, when Trump implored President Barack Obama not to attack Syria, arguing that there was no upside and tremendous downside. This is the second front-page story. Trump sees China in arbiter's role. 
reported by Mark Landler. President Trump, frustrated by China's inaction on North Korea, opened the door on Tuesday to concessions on his trade agenda with Beijing in exchange for greater Chinese support in pressuring Pyongyang. In doing so, he lashed together two sharply different issues in an already complex relationship. I explained to the president of China that a trade deal with the U.S. will be far better for them if they solve the North Korean problem, Trump declared in a morning Twitter post. Minutes later, he warned, North Korea is looking for trouble. If China decides to help, that would be great. If not, we will solve the problem without them. USA. Trump's threat rattled nerves in South Korea, where the government reassured the public that the United States would not launch an attack without first consulting Seoul. But the American president's suggestion of a grand bargain with Beijing crystallized his quandary. Only China, with its vast economic leverage over its reclusive neighbor, can realistically force a change in the behavior of North Korea's dictator Kim Jong-un. Yet the Chinese government has so far been unwilling to tighten the vice on him. President Xi Jinping of China did not offer Trump any public commitments on North Korea or trade when they held their first meeting last week. Even in private conversations, officials said the Chinese leader was noncommittal. Trump has sought to link issues with China before. In December, he warned that if Beijing did not do more to curb North Korea, he would disavow the one-China policy that has underpinned the diplomatic relationship between the United States and China for more than four decades. When Xi then put off a phone conversation with the president, Trump was forced to call the Chinese leader in February to reaffirm the policy. This is the next front page story.